0: On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's, our episode since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just place to get tasty portable food it's an unofficial community center a big thank you to our friends at mcdonald's for always being there i'm loving it i am james yarko joined as i always am on wednesdays by 10 tampa bay's evan klosky you can check us out on twitter at jyarco underscore bucks at e klosky wtsp at locked on bucks and at Bucks underscore nation. We'd like to thank all of you for making locked on Bucks podcast, your first listen every day. And it's now available on YouTube. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel over there. Subscribe, set your alerts. You'll know anytime a video is published, but uh Evan, that Eagles game, we're going to start there because you had talked about last week that you think you wanted to pick the Eagles and you felt it was going to be a lot closer than people were given credit for. And, it was a blowout until Jalen Hurts decided to rush in two touchdowns and cost me a lot of money on, on FanDuel. Uh I went from winning, you know, a couple thousand dollars to winning two dollars and fifty cents. But yeah. talk, talk about your reaction to the uh to the win over the Eagles.
1: Yeah, you know, um certainly was wrong in how I thought that game was gonna go down. Having said that, you know, if if Brady doesn't do brady things uh in the final five minutes of that contest right if they have to punt or give the ball back to the eagles well after getting that two-point conversion it would have been uh it would have been a dicey situation because the bucks came out hot couldn't Mm -hmm. get stopped and then in the second half the execution wasn't there then the eagles started finding rhythm so uh you know i was actually thoroughly impressed with the defense um especially early on. Even the Eagles scored in the first drive, but it was kind of fluky. Uh, Quez Watkins had that crazy catch in the middle of the field that Hertz just flung up there, and that was a big chunk play. Uh, but overall, I mean, the, the Bucks stopped Hertz from scrambling around. They had a great game plan, and they were all over the place. Uh, Shaq Barrett continues to kind of get out of that funk that he was in. Uh, for the first couple games of the season, you know, I'm expecting more and more sacks becoming uh, foreshadowing for this week. But yeah, I, I thought the defense for all intents and purposes really stepped up because, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm to be blamed on this. And I think a lot of people are every week. We continually talk about the secondary having injury issues and their Swiss cheese and so on and so forth. And, and, they really haven't shown it. Like, they haven't had a blow-up game where it's like, oh, boy. You know, Brittany's going to have to put up 55 because the, the, the defense keep, can't get a stop. So, you know, a big tip of the cap to Todd Bowles. He's, he's figuring it out. He's getting creative, which is great to see. And, you know, it certainly does help that at least Vita Vea and Dominican Sue are healthy. And, you know, the defensive front, if you can keep them upright, then things are going to work out. Offensively speaking, uh, a lot to like as well. Antonio Brown is becoming matchup proof. You know, I thought against Xavier Howard, uh, AB wasn't going to have a good game, and he did. And then the Eagles, one of the best pass, um, one of the best pass defenses in the league. Okay, and, and they had a good uh, slot corner. All right, this is going to be the week that AB doesn't have a good week. Uh, nope, AB continues to go off. So. Antonio Brown is arguably wide receiver 1 on this mm-hmm. team and and that's saying a lot with Mike Evans but AB is really the go-to guy for Tom Brady and Mike Evans will get his and he's phenomenal and that's no shade to Mike Evans because on you know every team except a handful would he be wide receiver 1 this is one of those handful teams. And it's just because Antonio Brown has been so clutch and he's able to win his one-on-one matchups and he's becoming a reliable source for Tom Brady. Um, And and Chris Godwin will will get his as well, but, you know, he's more of a safety valve and Godwin is so due because that guy gets peppered in the red zone and just can't get in the the end zone. But, uh, you know, a lot of thoughts there on the Eagles. Of course, he would have liked to have seen that game close stronger, but um, I, I thought that was another notch in Tom Brady's belt for the MVP award that he can get the ball back five-plus minutes and just milk that sucker all the way down the field to ice the game because with the way that thing was heading, if the, if the defense had to defend the lead and, and the win, I don't know what would have happened.
0: Yeah, I mentioned on, on a show earlier this week, it was one of my takeaways – that Antonio Brown is this team's number one wide receiver. Even missing that game with COVID, he still leads the team in targets. Um, but you could also make the argument that it's because of Mike Evans and it's because of Chris Godwin that Antonio Brown has become the number one right, wide receiver. You have those those big targets that are, are wide receiver ones, as you said, probably on pretty much any other team in the NFL, excluding maybe a, a small handful. And it's creating these opportunities for, for AB to get open and to only have to deal with the one-on-one matchups. He's not getting, you know, the, the safety help coming over the top, the way Mike and the way Chris are. Um, but you, you take a look at, and all the things that Antonio Brown has done, you almost have a wide receiver, one, a one B one C and it just really depends on the drive as to which player is in which level of that wide receiver one category. It's a great problem to have. Then something we're going to talk about here in just a few minutes, you add in the emergence of the running game, which has helped immensely. And we're starting to see those shades of, of the dominant offense we saw at the end of, of 2020. Uh, And and you're right. uh, A tip of the cap to Todd Bowles and the defense, not, giving up 30, 35 points a game, even though this defense does have some troubles, they aren't getting completely roasted the way some of the other defenses around the NFL have been. Real quick, but before we, we move on, I want to bring up the uh, Locked On Network power rankings, and I want to get your thoughts on something. David and I both ranked the Buccaneers number one over the, the 6-0 and Arizona Cardinals, and the argument that, that I made was that If the Cardinals had lost all of the starting caliber players that the Buccaneers have, if the Buffalo Bills had lost all of the starting caliber players that the Buccaneers have, they would not still be winning football games. But the Buccaneers are still going out there. They're still winning football games. And I say that's a feather in the hat of the Buccaneers that they're still the best team in the National Football League.
1: So I I think you're right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate because that, is, uh, that makes for good TV. That makes for good uh, commentary. 1,000% uh, on point with that. Let's talk about the Buccaneers opponents. They played the Cowboys. Great team. Tough win. They, you know, Tom Brady MVP case, of course. Falcons, not a good team. Rams, great team and didn't look good. Buccaneers, worst game of the season. Mm -hmm. Patriots, not that good of a team. Dolphins, not a good team. Eagles, not a good team. So I'm just saying that we really don't know who the Bucs are yet. Now, if I was doing my rankings, I would say this. Are you more afraid to play the Buccaneers than the Cardinals? I would argue yes. I would be more afraid to play the Buccaneers than the Cardinals. And I think that's how I view power rankings. Um, not on the college side of things. I do, I do it a bit different. But in the NFL, it's like, okay, well, if I was squaring up against this team or if I'm a fan and I see this team on the schedule, am I freaking out? You know, What's my panic level? So uh, to me, I think that the Bucs are arguably one in that category. Uh, especially with, with a guy like Tom Brady. Uh, I, I just want to provide the perspective that um, the Bucks have only really played two war- playoff-type teams, and, um, you know, one was a coin flip and the other was a terrible performance.
0: That's That's fair. Now, I wouldn't say that the Cardinals have had – an overly difficult schedule either they did face the Rams so you have that common opponent they did win pretty decisively they just played the Browns who should be a playoff team but they're not looking too great either other than that they played the Titans they played the Vikings they played the Jags and they played the Niners and when they played the Niners it was against Trey Lance in his first career start so you could potentially make a similar argument about the Cardinals but, you know, the, the Cardinals schedule coming up is, is pretty similar to that of, of the bucks. They're not playing any world beaters outside of the Packers in two weeks. They have the Texans. They have the Niners again. They have the Panthers. They have a Russell Wilsonless Seahawks. And they have the Chicago Bears. So, you know, we could see a collision course here for the Bucs and Cardinals because the Cardinals are just cruising right now. Yeah, here.
1: I mean, I, I, I don't know. Personally, I don't know if you can make that that argument, right? Because the, the Titans are four and two. The Vikings are three and three. The Rams are, if you have what they are, but they're over 500. The Niners are legit. The Browns are a potential playoff team, even though I know Baker's hurt right now. Like to me, they're more battle tested. That's just, and that's just, to me, that's just facts. Um, so, and they do, you know, they're going to face the Texans this week and whatever. But the, you know, as you mentioned, Packers, Niners, um, and, and, then, and then it gets pretty soft you know, outside of the Rams and the Cowboys, it's, it's, uh, you know, they, they kind of hit their they're, they're kind of, they're, they're stretched at the Bucks are right now in. And, uh, look, I mean, all you can do is win the games that are in front of you. So I'm not trying to throw shade at the Bucks. Again, this is a devil's advocate argument. I, I'm just presenting the other side of the coin that, um, you know, it's, it's we're gonna get to the end of the season. I mean, the Buck schedule is not good. It's real, like seriously. They don't. They only have so many tests. Like yeah. that, you know. Like that Bills game is gonna be a, a monster game. Outside of that, I mean, like we're we're talking about the people that like the the Panthers and the Saints. Uh, I mean, the, the Colts. Like you know, it was that's a thing. They won the Super Bowl last year, but they didn't win a division. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that position in the division gave them a fortuitous schedule the following year. So that was uh, that was kind of the the added benefit.
0: Absolutely. Well, speaking of some coin, our listeners and viewers can get themselves a little bit of coin thanks to an incredible app for anybody that buys gas. You know I'm talking about Get Upside our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Touchdown and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get upside. Just download the app for free. Use promo code Touchdown to get up to fifty cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back. There's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, your PayPal. You can redeem it for e-gift cards for places like Amazon. All you have to do is download the free Get Upside app and use promo code. Touchdown. Segment two here of the Lock on Bucks podcast, James Yarko, Evan Klosky. Evan, let's talk about playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, regular season Lenny, Thursday night Lenny, full-time Lenny, whatever Lenny you want to deem him, let's talk about the impact that Leonard Fournette has had over the course of the past couple weeks, because over the last three weeks. He is third in the NFL in all-purpose yards. Not only has he become the Buccaneers' best rushing uh, weapon, but he is now becoming a legitimate option as a receiver coming out of the backfield. I feel bad for Rojo. I'm not sure what's going on with him. I don't know if this is a mental thing with him right now. He just kind of looks distance. He, He reminds me of Leonard Fournette from last year. Before Bruce Arians sat Leonard down and said, look, either you're with us or you asked me to cut you, but this is what we're doing. This is the role you're going to have. And you're going to get to a point where we're going to have to rely on you, but you have to be all in. So what do you make of Leonard Fournette, what he's doing right now? And on the flip side, what do you make of Ronald Jones drastically decreased role in kind of the, the mental state that goes with that?
1: So I don't necessarily know if Ronald Jones is checked out or looking like that. My interpretation is Leonard Fournette is the better back. I think Leonard Fournette has absolutely proven to the coaching staff and especially Bruce Arians that he is the best guy for the job. And at the beginning of the season, it was 1A, 1B. They're going to exchange drives. And that's how it worked for two to three games. But Leonard Fournette stole that job with what we're seeing. I mean, the last three games now, he's you know, more than 100-plus yards uh, from from the line of scrimmage. He has he caught 25 of 30 targets. He... Has that, you know, he just had that tremendous game on the ground against the Eagles. Who, by the way, you know, I said maybe the one thing I got right last week was the Leonard Fournette game, but that's because the Eagles' rushing defense is terrible. But since New England, 20 attempts, 92 yards. Uh, Miami, 12 attempts, 67 yards. Philadelphia, 22 attempts, 81 yards. And again, that is not accounting for what he's doing as a pass catcher. He's honestly deemed Gio Bernard. Not necessary. Uh, they still put Bernard in there in a two-minute drill and a third down. But even now, it's like, why would we take Lenny out? He's He is the hot hand. Bruce Aliens is a hot hand guy. He is it. So my thing with Rojo is the, the guy isn't getting any opportunities. And sure, maybe that could check a guy out. But I don't know what else he's supposed to do in his limited role, especially because it's obvious that Leonard Fournette has has taken it. Now, having said that, Rojo has been very consistent the entire year with his carries, even playing the hot hand sort of deal uh, for the first few weeks. He has never had less than four carries, and he's never had more than six carries, and he's averaging 3.8 yards per carry. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty much going to have five and 20, six and 25. That's what we're looking at. So, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know what he's supposed to do with, with five carries per game. You know, he's, he's almost averaging four yards per carry, which, which is not bad. Um, it's just Fournette's nets better. Now, now you know, Bruce, uh, this could change midway through the season if Fournette gets, you know, turns a corner and, and goes south. But, sure. yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if uh, like, he, you know, Ronald Jones is depth at this point.
0: Yeah, well, and like you said, he, he stole that job. He's earned every single snap that he's getting Correct. out there. This isn't a situation where – if you're picking the lesser of two evils. You are you are putting somebody who is on pace to be a Pro Bowl caliber player if he continues on this run throughout the rest of the year. And I realize that's asking a lot in an offense that's predicated on the pass, but Leonard Fournette looks like an every down back. He looks like the top five pick that he was. And real quick, before we touch on the injuries, it, in your opinion, After this season, Leonard Fournette is, he's out there earning himself some money, right? He is earning a bag right now. Is he going to stay with the Buccaneers? This is a conversation David and I had where we're thinking this is trending towards the only back on the roster this year that's going to be on the roster next year is Keyshawn Vaughn. And that's because he's still under his rookie deal. Do you think Leonard Fournette has the the potential to stay a Buccaneer Beyond this season, or is he now playing himself out of their price range?
1: Probably playing himself out of his price range. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be on the roster next year. I, Fournette's got to get the bag. As a running back, you need to get as much money as you can as uh, when you have the opportunity. Now, I don't know if he's going to have a one-year deal, a two-year deal. He's not going to get the mega contract, but. Uh, the Bucs still can't really waste your money on a running back. As I've said um, before, and I'll say it again, I do believe that the the Buccaneers will go towards the Chiefs route that they did last year when they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and they will draft a running back a little higher than I think people would normally like to do it, but it's such a position of need, they will probably reach and get one of the best people at that position in the draft uh, versus investing in a guy like Leonard Fournette when they're going to need to invest in a lot of other spaces. Uh, You're going to want to get the Chris Godwin situation figured out. Uh, You know, there's there's a handful of guys, you know, Jason Pierre Paul is not going to be back next year because he's not, he's going to be too much money. We think, uh, you know, unless things go south and he wants to sign a one year deal or something, but uh, you know, that's, uh, that's for another day. Uh, but the short answer is no, I don't think so, uh, because of his play.
0: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I agree. So for all of you Bucks fans, start paying attention to running backs that are playing on Saturday. Mm-hmm. yep, uh, Because those are going to be names that you want to keep an eye on. Let's touch on the injury front real quick before we head over to the uh, the prediction segment and, uh, and talk a little bit about the Bears. Antoine Winfield Jr., still not cleared as of this recording it is 9:25 in the morning on wednesday um still not cleared from concussion protocol so we're we're looking like another game without antoine winfield junior which is kind of ironic to me he's he's now looking at missing another game whereas the quarterback that the bucks are about to face in justin fields had his head bounced off the ground like a harlem globe trotter dribbling a basketball and he was he never missed a snap yeah um you have the Daniel Jones situation where he was out with a concussion, all of a sudden he's back. And I realize all concussions are not created equal, but this is a little bit concerning now. You kind of thought that he could clear protocol, uh, you know, against the Eagles if they were lucky, but with the short week, maybe not. But after having this extended time off now, if he misses another game with a concussion, some red flags are going to start going up. Still no Levante. The secondary is what the secondary is. Um anybody in particular that you're looking at as a potential return from the mash unit. That is the Buccaneers injury report.
1: Yeah, I'm still eyeing Antoine, um, because it just seems like it is a concussion protocol deal. He's out there. He's with the team. Uh, I, I, I believe he's close. Uh, there is no rush, but, uh, that's something we will certainly monitor and if it it gets through the week and he still hasn't cleared protocol, it it is going to draw some, some questions. Um, I don't know who the bucks are going to get back this week. Um, still uncertain on where Patrick O'Connor is. I don't like the fact that Gronk wasn't at practice and I know Tuesday was a bonus day, yada, yada, yada. Um, but Bruce Arians in the, the press conference said um, there are two or three guys he's hoping to have back at the end of the week. And I believe his exact quote was, it's going to be down to the wire, you know, something like that. Um, down to the wire to me from a football coach is not going to happen, especially for a team that's five and one. If you're going down to the wire, I just. Just leave them for next week. You know, we got thrown this narrative that maybe Gronk and Antoine Winfield were close uh, for the Eagles game. If it wasn't a short week, maybe. And now we're kind of caught in the same thing again. So I'm not too optimistic about this week. And I'm starting to wonder if we're just going to get to the bye week, regroup, and get a boatload of people back on the back end.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. And honestly, they don't need to rush Gronk back. This is another game that he could probably yep. get a little bit more healthy. I would like to see Antoine Winfield Jr. out there, but it's not like Mike Edwards is any kind of slouch. So definitely something to continue to keep an eye on. We're going to keep talking about the injuries because, well, let's be honest, Evan, the Buccaneers are kind of boring, right? I mean, they're they're just there's they're good, there's no drama, and they go out there and they win games. And so, really, the biggest storyline we have is the injury front. But we are gonna talk about that Bears game here in just a minute. Have to let you know that the Locked On Bucks podcast is free and on all platforms. Thanks to people like McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can reconnect, win or lose. It's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. My son scored a hat trick, his first ever hat trick at a hockey tournament a few weeks ago. I asked him, hey, what do you want? You know, let's get you a little treat. He said, dad. I want an Oreo McFlurry. I was like, boom, done deal. It's a staple of our family road trips. We stop at McDonald's for breakfast. We stop at McDonald's for lunch. So it's it's a big part of really every family and, and every community. Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say a Locked on Bucks watch party? Maybe a Locked Bucks watch party in Vegas, in McDonald's, McDoubles for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm loving it. Something else that I'm loving, Evan, are built bars. If you haven't tried a built bar by now, you are the one that is missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, Waxy, just plain hard to choke down. A built Bar is soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience and one that you're going to enjoy. In fact, you'd swear that you're eating a candy bar. Bilt Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low low fat, low-sugar, high in protein, so all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely Delicious, there are so many flavors. You guys know them, I rattle them off all the time. You know, I'm a peanut butter brownie guy, but there's also coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry, barcia. This month, built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So make sure that you keep checking back to their website often. That website is built.com. You want to use promo code locked15 you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked on Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks at WTSP. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see those Twitter handles right down there. Yep, yep. You guys should go watch on YouTube. It's a good time over there. But.
1: You see me walking around my apartment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it, it's like you're giving a free virtual tour of your place, and and our viewers appreciate that.
1: If you're lucky, you get to see my dog. Uh, see, up, yeah. Everybody right. loves dogs.
0: If you don't love dogs, then get out. I got nothing for you. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the Chicago Bears, and I'm not going to play the "I'm right" card yet because it's not fair to Justin Fields that I sit there and say I wasn't sold on him coming out of the draft, he oh. hasn't looked good. Um part of that blame lies squarely, squarely on the shoulders of horrendous coaching by Matt Nagy. So, I'm going to give him I'm going to give him some more time before I start saying see, I wasn't sold on Justin, he's not doing all that great. Um uh, but he's not doing all that great. The Bears are not doing all that great. And in a week where they're going up against a beaten and battered secondary for the Buccaneers, I'm still wondering where Allen Robinson is. He has zero involvement in the offense. The guy for Justin Fields has been Darnell Mooney, but this offense just looks discombobulated. It looks inept. Um, what do you make of the Bears? And then let's go ahead and get into uh, to your predictions for this game, and, and you can kick it off with your predictive player of the game.
1: Uh, predictive player, I'm going to try to go over to the defensive side of the ball for once, and uh, I'm going to do Shaq Barrett. I think Shaq Barrett is going to have two, maybe three. You know what? Screw it. He's going to have three sacks. Yeah. Shaq Waltz said that he could be called Sack Barrett again when he gets three sacks in a game. So I'm going to use that storyline from that quote that he gave us uh, three games ago, uh, oh, three games ago would have been the Patriots. Uh, it might've been the Miami game. I forget, whatever, but that was his rule. Can't call him sack Barrett until he gets three in a game. He's going to do it. Player of the game.
0: Well, and you know, Justin Fields is, is a very mobile quarterback. We've seen that we've seen him make some plays with his legs, and Shaq Barrett was giving another mobile quarterback and Jalen Hurts fits all game long. He was chasing him up and down the field. Um, just, you know, had some moments where he couldn't quite close in or he might have had a three-sack performance. So I expect something similar against uh, Justin Fields this weekend. What about your uh, your bold prediction?
1: Um, bold prediction. Let me know if this is bold enough. I I, I, I would say Five sacks for the defense. Um, I can go up to six if we need a bolder. If we need to go go to McDonald's, make that extra bold coffee. Um, either that or a, a receiver for the Bears doesn't go over forty yards. So so, however it stacks up, no receiver for the Bears will have more than forty yards. Okay. All right, give, I, I I'll like. Head, I'll give two of them this way. I go zero for two instead of zero for one.
0: You've been pretty good on your bolds, though. It's,
1: it it has been too shabby. The last, I think, last week I was more locked in on my player to the game. My scores have been really close, though. They have. Like my scores have been really spot on. Um, again, I think last week I had twenty two for the Eagles. I it was like, I think I had twenty three, twenty two. So.
0: Yeah, you've you've been pretty spot on. Now I like the five sacks bold, and we'll do the we'll do the bonus bold of of the no receiver gets over forty mm-hmm. yards, which is pretty bold in and of itself, given the the condition of the secondary. But I think have the Buccaneers even had a game this year where they had five sacks? Because I think they've had four, but I can't remember if they've had five in a game. I don't think they've done five yet. I could be wrong. It's early in the morning. I'm still I'm only on my second rock star of the day, not a sponsor. Uh, I'm not fully functional until I have my third. So that,
1: yeah, that's where that's when it really kicks in.
0: so all right, well speaking of of how close you've been on your score predictions, what do you have for us for this game?
1: yeah and and by the way, I don't know, I gotta double check. I don't know if they got over four. They had three against Miami. appreciate so. I'll, I'll look into that before we finish up. Um, score prediction: I'm going 27. Uh, I'll go 27, 13. Buccaneers. It's. Um, I think it's gonna go like it's gonna be one of those games where it's a slow start. Not necessarily like for the Bucks, like going out to a deficit. I think it's gonna be like punt, 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 punt. And then the Bucks are going to start clicking and the Bears will eventually get something on the board. But um, I, I think this is, this is a take care of business game. Maybe it's not a game we walk away from saying, oh, they dominated for, you know, all 60 minutes. But I think this is a game where you never watched it and felt like the game was in doubt.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I like that. Now that was the same score that I picked for the Eagles game. So that didn't, uh, that didn't come to fruition, but you know, a win's a win. It doesn't matter if they're winning pretty or they're winning ugly anymore. A win is a win in the NFL. And they're so hard to come by that you, you have to be thankful that this team as beaten and battered as they are, are continuing to win football games.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, that's that. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. the The fact that this team is finding ways to win with how injured they are. I mean, what you you were saying in segment two was absolutely correct, and uh you are right. Four sacks against the Patriots, by the way, was yeah. was the uh, was a the high. They had four, three. They get, they got the hurts last week. They are the, the sacks are coming again, which is great to see. But um, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, I mean. What they have in a secondary right now is an atrocity. Like, let's just be completely frank. And uh, that's not to say that those individual players are an atrocity. That's not at all what I'm saying. I, I'm not calling any of those players out. It's just, look, when you lose, you you know, you're starting cornerback, you're starting safety, your other cornerback, uh, you know, then the cornerback you brought in, who's supposed to be a starting corner, like when you go through all those injuries, I mean, you're, you're on, like, I mean, you're at the bottom of the barrel of your depth chart. And, uh, you know, there, there should be more lumps than what we're seeing. Um, but, you know, as I said last week, and I'll say again, um, Ross Cockrell has been one of the greatest um, surprises of the season, dating back to training camp. Uh, Jamel Dean, back-to-back games with an interception. His goal is to get five on the year so he is you know an integral part now of of that that defense uh there are the mike edwards mr Ballhawk. Ball uh, we know that what he can do there are guys who we know are good and stand behind other guys who are stepping up right now and a, a big tip of the cap to them
0: absolutely all right evan what do we have on tap over there at 10 tampa bay for uh for all of our listeners of course yeah, we got to talk about the Blitz, man.
1: Of course, so the Blitz every Sunday at 11:30 in the morning, we're now back to our regular scheduled programming after the London game pushed us all the way up to 8:30. Um, but the Blitz uh with Simeon Rice, we, we we talk about some fun stuff between fashion. Uh of course we get into the nitty-gritty about the games, but he also provides perspective of of what it's like in the locker room. I mean, it's really just when it comes to analysis of Tampa Bay Buccaneers football, you really can't get anything like you get with the Blitz anywhere else because we do have Simeon who provides uh, that perspective from being a former Buck, being a former Super Bowl champion, trying to do the repeat run, and knowing what these guys are thinking uh, in the heat of the moment or, or after the game or in preparation. So that's fun. 10 Tampa Bay, um, please tune in. Check it out online as well. Plus, um, you know, head to Twitter, at eclosky WTSP. Uh, 99.9% of the time we'll respond. Uh, also, find me on Facebook, Instagram, at Ekloski. And then our website, 1010bay.com, where we don't just talk about the Bucks, but the Bolts are back in action. Rowdies are, are entering the playoffs here their last uh, – home game of the regular season is tonight so uh, a lot lots cooking in champa bay we got you covered
0: it'd be nice if the lightning could get a lead just once
1: once yeah the the lightning have not led for a single second this season and somehow are gonna, two and two
0: yeah i'm super glad that i used my first round pick in my fantasy hockey draft on hakita kucherov
1: yeah yeah he's at least out for 10 games that's not fun
0: uh he's gonna be out for like For months, but that's neither here nor there. Neither
1: here nor there.
0: (laughs) For that kind of stuff, you can check out my buddy Adam Danker over at Locked On Lightning. But we want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL Scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms check out everything i'm doing over at bucksnation.com make sure you follow along on twitter at locked on at jrco at e p-w-t-s-p and at box under nation hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to one another thank you so much for